All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check when the puck comes right to Pedersen who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments no. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello.
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all go. one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. Check them out on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it is. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs, so be sure to go check them out. As I said, online. Z-E-P-H-Y-R, epic.com. Uh, they've got you covered. All of your trading card needs. You've got an Upper Deck Series 2. We're going to get the Kuzmenko Young Gun today. I'm feeling We've it. We've been looking for it. Yeah. No, we had good yet. luck before. You know, we did the Hughes hunting. What else did we look for? Pod Colson. Mm-hmm. Pod Colson panning. Mm-hmm. Kuzmenko. i got a UD canvas of Leon Dreisaitl. Aaron, this is coming your way, bud. i got no use for this. Uh, technical producer, Aaron Bordado, Dave Guadrelli, alongside the man who built the place. I did Chris pull, Faber. Uh, the other day, I pulled a Elmer Soderbloom. Do you know who that is, Quads? No, it's a good name, though. He's that six foot eight guy that was playing for Sweden in the World Juniors a couple years. Remember him? Six foot eight center. I do remember. Absolute yes. monster. Uh, yes. Detroit Red Wings pick. Yes. I like him. I think it's a cool young gun to have. I have it right here, actually. We thought the Canucks might take yeah, him. Yeah, and that's, that's the fun thing about Zephyr Epic, right? You just you get yourself a box, and yeah, you're looking for the... <clears throat> the Andre Kuzmenko card, but I'll take the the Soder Bloom. That's a good one. It is a good one. Lots to get to today. Uh, right off the hop, thanks to everybody in the YouTube live chat. We see some of you are in there early. Uh, thank you for joining us on this Friday. Uh, how's your week been, bud? I uh, pretty to you good. Since, like Tuesday. Pretty good. I've been excited for Saturday all weekend long. Uh, roar lines roar. I see you got your hat on. That's I right. got my uh, what is this? A claw? I, I think so. A claw? Paw. Because lions don't have claws, do they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But is this this is a paw, I it's guess a paw. you're right. Yeah. yeah. It's been sitting in the corner. It's got a little dust and hair on it. But it, I got it last year, and I got my blanket. I'm all, I'm all set. Tomorrow's going to be a really fun time. What's your favorite LL Cool J song? Uh, the one, uh, don't call it a comeback. I gotta be honest with you. I didn't know who LL Cool J was when they announced really? it. I did not know who it was. He must have, no, he's no. a TV Listen, star and, you know. I, that's news to me right now. That's news really? to me. So I didn't know who LL Cool J was when it was announced, mm. but I knew that Don't Call It A Comeback, yep. that song. Okay. Everybody knows that Mama song. Mama said knock you out. Yeah, that's what it's called. That's what yeah. I thought you were going to So I listened to it uh, yesterday, actually, because I got tickets pretty recently. Um, I, I looked up LL Cool J and I just put it on while I was cooking dinner. We made some that, spaghetti yeah. carbonara the other night. It was delicious. My like, brother makes time. a really good uh, carbonara. It's, it's one of his, like, uh, do, you, do you have, like, your go-to meals? Like, I have uh, tacos is kind of the go-to one in our household, uh, as well as my French onion pasta. Yeah. You don't cook ever in your house, though. Well, I used to. You know, I was just getting anymore. really good at it. Just started eating vegetables, and then... Uh, exactly. Well, now I eat way more vegetables, because I'm yeah. not the one cooking. But... Anyways, enough about that. Let's go. We've got a lot to get to. Yeah, we do. Uh, as the ticker says, bear down. Very mm. good by you because the Canucks do need to bear down through October and November because it oh, is that, expected. That paw was covered in hair. I got hair all over me here. It what is hair in my throat. Expected that the Vancouver Canucks will be without defenseman Ethan Bear until at least mid December. Mm. The Canucks laying out that timeline as general manager Patrick Alvin announced that Bear went uh, underwent successful shoulder surgery to repair the shoulder injury that he suffered. Canucks were clear about this at the World Championships. Right, but his agent was on Donnie and Dolly uh today he's talking about this is a uh, something that's been nagging him for 4 years since wow. he was at Bakersfield. 
uh, which was the uh, minor league team of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Leon Draisaitl card, like we pulled earlier. So I, I don't know. I, I find it interesting with a guy, you know, players that have to go through like minor injuries for four years long, and then something pushes them to the limit. You wonder what a player is going to come back from that, and you wonder how much that shoulder affected him, right? Like if your shoulder's bugging you for four years. How bad was the injury, and how bad was this thing at the with one second left in that game that sent Canada to the uh, to the gold medal match? How bad was that hit? It didn't look that bad, but something tweaked him here at that point. And yet, six months without Ethan Bear—that is a lot to ask uh, from the Vancouver Canucks management group. Who it really—it's not necessarily on the player or the management. It's more on the management group of just the way this team is built because Ethan Bear isn't a top-pairing guy on any other team in Ethan the NHL. Ethan Bear shouldn't break your back is what you're trying to say. No, but that's that's the situation where the Vancouver Canucks are at. We have a poll, by the way, uh, Aaron. In uh, I just put it in the, the photos, uh, our little folder. So we need that in a second here, Aaron, by the way. should have told you that before we got going. Uh, but I know you, you want to get in on this situation a little bit. The defense core is going to be interesting. Like who, who else can play with Quinn Hughes? And somebody's going to have to do it all the way up to December. We're talking three months of the season here without the guy who was projected to play with your top defenseman, one of the best defensemen in the league in Quinn Hughes. So now you got to know who's going to play with him in the short term. Luke Shen has not had very good contract talks with the Toronto Maple Leafs, per Rick Dollywall. Mm. Uh, he is also looking for term and trade protection. Can the Canucks offer him like a, you know, $1 million per year for two years with full no-move clause? Can the Canucks offer that to Luke Shen? Is that enough to... Get him to not really test the open market uh, much more, like like go anywhere else. Is that enough? Sure. W- would you do that if you're the Canucks? Because I think right now, I think you would. Like I think if you're if you're able to commit a guy, you know, one million one way contract, so you know, um, you can bury him in the minors, but he still at least gets his gets his paycheck, yeah. right? I, does Luke Shen take that, or is he looking no, for more? No, he's looking for more. I mean, you can find yourself an NHL-caliber defenseman to play in that role that you need for, like, two months of NHL play, right? You could find that guy for a million dollars. Like, Luke Shen's more of an upgrade on that. Like, because let's, let's look at Noah Juleson, like an actual option for the Vancouver Canucks somewhat internally. He doesn't have a contract for next year yet. Uh, but he's he's an option internally to play with Quinn Hughes. But, man, when you're talking about a Canucks team that needs to have a strong start this year, because we know how their starts have hurt them over the past couple of years here. You really want to have things running in the right direction, and I just feel like starting with Noah Juleson on your top pairing, it's a lot to ask. A it lot is a lot to ask. to ask. He looked fine in yeah, fine. a limited, not role, I don't want to say limited role, because he did play some first-pairing minutes here, alongside Quinn Hughes. But, but, but the thing I want to add, okay. a lot of people are pointing this out, that you can't put too much weight into what Noah Juleson did with Quinn Hughes for the last 16 games of the year Bingo. when teams are tired. You know, that it, it's the same conversation about the Canucks, about how they finish strong at the end of every mm. year and we're going to build on this next year. And then when all the teams are trying and ready to go at the start of the year, the Canucks aren't ready to go. The Canucks can't compete with that. So yeah, it's the same as Spencer to keep Martin. In mind. Exactly. Like how excited were people about Spencer Martin backing up? And he did, I'll tell you what, Spencer Martin's performance a couple of years ago was much better than Noah Juleson's last year. Like, I, I know a lot of people were like, yeah, Noah Juleson did a fine job. And yeah, he does. I, I like the way that he plays in the AHL. I don't know if he's the guy you want trusted on your top pairing. No, though. he's I, not. Man, he, that's flat annoying. out, he's not. And it's it's to me, it's another line of ifs, right? How many ifs does this Canucks team have? Like, the, for the Canucks to make the playoffs next year, it's if after if after if. And now you're adding a huge if of who's going to play with Quinn Hughes. But in the interest of cap space and not 
looking at it through uh immediate future lens, is Noah Juleson an okay mm. partner for two months with Quinn Hughes on the top pair? Because we've already said he's... But not- it's the start of the season, man. I Hey, you're, you're preaching to the choir, bud. But... If. It, it's a lot of ifs. It's a lot of ifs. The question that I have, Chris, is is this team willing to not take a shortcut here? Like, like, what does the shortcut look like for the Canucks here? The ultimate shortcut for the Canucks... With I don't the think Ethan they have Bear, an option. I mean, you would buy out... I don't out, think they have one. Buyout window opens today, by the way. Okay. Not, not really expecting any buyout, but you would buy out Connor Garland, or you would attach him, create some cap space, and then you would allocate that cap space to your right side. If you're really rushing, you don't even qualify Ethan Bear because he's going to take the qualifying offer. You let him walk if you're not able to figure something out um, that you like because he's not ready to go. He has no value to you at the start of the year, so whatever, they're going to let him go. But they've poured so much into this asset, Chris. I don't see that being the case. I think that's the ultimate shortcut for this team, but I don't think they take it. Like I, I think they look at it and say, okay, we like Ethan Bear. You know, He was in that letter from Jim Rutherford. I I really don't think the solution, like, I put it on my Twitter account yesterday. As always, our poll questions are brought to you by Atlas Goods, even the ones I put for my personal Twitter account. Good folks over there. Good pregame snack for the Lions game tomorrow. I'm going to have those going. I asked, do the Canucks qualify Ethan Bear? 2,062 votes. Hey, there you go. 50-50 is the finish. Exactly down the middle. 50-50. 50% of people say yes. 50% say no. I have to sneeze. But people don't know if they're going to qualify him or not. A lot of people pointing out they won't qualify him. They'll work out a side deal and figure something out before the qualifying offer. Don't forget they did did that with Brock Besser. One-year deal makes a lot of sense, right? You're, you're kind of – it's almost a show-me situation, right? And I think that Bear was at the point of, okay, he showed enough last year to earn a multi-year contract. But this shoulder situation, man, the shoulder surgery puts him right back into that prove-it territory. And maybe this could be an easier thing for him, but I don't like... This is what I don't like about the injury. Right when he's done recovering, he's got a right hop in and play, right? Like, if say he got this surgery in January, then he's got some summer months to feel it, to, to you know, get some, some summer workouts, skate a lot, have some contact. That's the worry for me is, like, we see guys come back from injury, and what do we always see at practice quads? They're wearing that non-contact jersey. They're not doing, you know, they're not banging bodies and getting used to it. That's what we're going to see. We're going to see what? Maybe one, two practices? No preseason games, no exhibition things in the offs. Like, that's difficult to hop right into an NHL season when everybody else has all been geared up. They've gone through a training camp. They know what the coaches want. They've gone in. They've played probably, what, you know, 20-something games up to that point in the season. And then you ask Bear to hop right in and play on the top pairing with Quinn Hughes, who's playing the most minutes, playing close to 30 minutes a night. I don't know what they're going to do there. Let's get our poll question up and let's see what people are thinking because we gave a few more options than your poll question that was 50-50. We'll see if this one's uh, 25 all across the board. Yeah, our poll question brought to you as always by the great folks over at Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15. That'll get you 15% off your first order of Pop Ryan's Father's Day right around the corner, folks. Uh, Same-day shipping if you order before 3 p.m. Locally owned and operated out of Surrey, British Columbia. They get it that night. best pork rinds. Straight from your microwave what, or it, air fryer. No, same day shipping, not same day delivery. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, but but they deliver fast. Fast that's, that's stuff. The thing yeah, they, local. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Good local folks in Surrey that come knock on your door with a bunch of pork rinds. <laughs> Best pork rinds that we've ever had. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I saw these in the store, and I hate to bring it up every don't, time. Don't. But I saw these in the store, and I was like, you know what? 
I I've, I tried them like once, the store bought ones, the yellow bag ones, the yeah. yellow bag. Oh, Old Dutch makes them. Oof. Just yeah, I can't I can't get on board. But these fresh, oh, warm, because they're warm. Yeah, yeah I that's think the that's thing. the big thing is they're warm. warm and warm, you know right? what? They're less. Uh, they're they're more pillowy. Like mm. it's like biting into like a marshmallow almost. It's like a meat marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not painting a good picture, but you get the point. Go to atlasgds.com. Use yeah, promo code we might CC50. be getting an email from Atlas yeah. about meat, hey, please meat don't, marshmallows. Please don't call us meat marshmallows. Anyways, get to the poll. Okay, our poll question. How should Ethan Bear be replaced in the defense core? We had a debate before. Is this in or on? How should Ethan, Ethan Bear in be the replaced? Corps. In, I, I think it might be on. It's in on the, the defense corps. Corpse. <laughs> no. Yeah. Although this defense might look like look like a corpse hey, to start the year. Uh, our options internally, mm-hmm. trade or a free agent, nothing, wait for his return, and as always, I'm angry. The results are on the on the screen right now, but since that screenshot, there has been over 30 more votes. So Holy Chris, cow. It hasn't changed much at all. No. Uh, 50% of folks say internally, 22% say it's going to be a trade or a free agent, 18% say nothing, wait for his return, and 10% say I'm angry. Now, now, I, I want to specify the verbiage of the question mm-hmm. and remind people to please thoroughly read the questions before you answer them. I'm angry. <laughs> We're saying how should Ethan Bear be replaced, not mm-hmm. how will he be replaced. So... A lot of people, in the chat, Nikita Triamkin, Return of the King. Oh, man, I forgot Triamkin's eyeing an NHL return. We've heard about it. Todd Diamond uh, has, has been told uh, Dollywall about it, that uh, yep. Triamkin's coming back. Triamkin's going to have plenty of NHL interest. I'll believe it when I see it. Everything You've watched more KHL games than I have, but everything I've heard is that Triamkin's development has just been absolutely stagnant, and he's arguably worse than he was when he left Vancouver. Yeah, he's got a couple kids now, though. He wants to go get that big paycheck in North America. He's a... Uh... Yeah, he'll, I don't think he'll be coming back to Vancouver. Somebody, somebody will give him a contract in the NHL. Yeah, he yeah. is tall. He's very tall. You can't teach size. No, you can't say it all the time. I always said I'd, when I was young, they said don't drink any coffee. It's going to stunt your growth. I started drinking coffee at about ten. Yeah, me too. And it was well, yeah, I guess different, <laughs> different strokes for different folks uh, for you and I there at that point. Uh, but uh, shout out to the chat. The chat's got some some names in here. Uh, S N Auda. Uh, Jean Philip Bernard, some good comments in here. Karan, nice to see you as well. And, and Belarus Hockey, uh, the YouTube account that shows all the Belarusian games. Hell in yeah. The chat as well. Karan had a good point here. Yeah. Uh, hope Juleson or Willannon can step in and help out while Bear is out. Jeff as well. I see Jeff in the chat. Wingspan. In Wingspan. all capital letters. All you need. But, but back to what Karan said here. Hope Juleson or Willannon can step in and help out while Bear is out. I raise I like you, that. Cole McWard. I raise you, Jack Rathbone. Jet Wu. Yep. What do you mean Jack Rathbone? He's not going to play the right side. Nobody can come in and play. Do you need him on your left side? Maybe. It depends on the way that you shake down the rest of the, yeah, the group, right? Think, because uh... here's, okay, who's playing on opening night with Quinn Hughes? That's the question, Dude, right? like, I think it's Noah Juleson if they don't make a trade. Maybe it's Philip Aronik, and you play I, the I, wheels yeah, off those I, guys. I think it might end up being, they need, they need to have a good start, and I think Philip Aronik <laughs> gives you the best chance, but at the same time, you know what, what the hell's going to happen on the second pairing? It's crazy how much this Ethan Bear surgery is affecting the whole defense core. Because like it's it's affecting it almost in a similar way of like construction as losing like Philip Ronick or Quinn Hughes. I mean, you lose a top four. The way this Canucks defense is structured, 
or, you know, not really structured, you really have a lot of worries now about that defense core. So I, I'm curious. I'd like to hear some names in the chat. I see Karan says Akita Hirose as a player to step up and help. But I'm curious, like, wonder what people can say in the chat. Who do you think on opening night is going to play with Quinn Hughes? I have no idea. I think it's Noah Juleson to start. A and as the right game now, as the game goes on, it's uh, Philip Ronick. And and by the mm-hmm. way, another Dolly Wall mention. Canucks have started talking to Noah Juleson last week. You okay. think they knew last week that Bear was going to be getting this surgery, Chris? Because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they did. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's a coincidence that as soon as they find out about Bear, they start talking to Juleson? Also in that Dolly Wall report, up now on CanucksArmy.com. Yep. No talks with Kyle Burroughs. No contact. No, I, I'd, I'd, I'd be picking him better than Juleson. Ignoring the heck out of him is what Dolly Wall said. Who's, what do you want to play? You want someone with Quinn Hughes who lets him cook, also protects him a little bit, has some physicality. To me, it's Kyle Burroughs. I'd rather, I think Kyle Burroughs is a better NHLer than Noah Juleson. Yeah. So I think Burroughs would be the guy, if you really need to cover for 20 games with Quinn Hughes as his partner... I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's not ideal, of course, right? Like, and that's that's something I, like people sometimes they come on the comment section of Canucks Army and they just expect everything to work out perfect. And that's not going to work out perfect. This isn't a perfect situation. You're going to have to just deal with the hand that you've been dealt. And right now it's like you have, basically you're sitting on like, uh, you know, you're playing uh, Omaha high-low and your hand is basically just like seven, eight, four, three. You got a bad hand. But you got to make it work at some point here. So, I mean, like... With Quinn Hughes as, as looking for a partner, I, I think I really do think Kyle Burroughs is the best option right now. But here's the other thing: Kyle Burroughs doesn't have a contract. Noah Juleson doesn't have a contract. The only guy, the guy who makes the most sense right now with a contract is Jet Wu, Tyler Myers, right? I mean, it is. It's Tyler Myers. If you're splitting up Heronic, if you're splitting up Heronic and Hughes, you're right? Actually, Tyler Myers is your guy. OEL Heronic is your second pair. Yeah, Karan says Quinn Myers top pairing. Who says no? Uh, everybody that watches hockey, but the Canucks are going to have to do it, unfortunately. Yeah. So they're not. Nobody's going to say no. Like everybody's going to say no. Please, no. Burroughs is a better option than Myers to play with you because you just you don't. Well, they're get not talking the to him. Egregious mistakes from Kyle Burroughs. He's just simple. Just keep it simple. Lisa says woo. It's it's one hundred percent Myers. That's what Je- Jeff says, said in there too. Jolson, but hope for a miracle with Jet Woo. Jeff says, yeah, it's absolutely Myers. Okay, rapid fire. Rapid fire here. Rapid fire. The Ethan Bear shoulder surgery means blank. Fill in the blank. Rapid fire. Everybody in the chat, too. A lot lot of participation today. Great to see. Fill in the blank. Ethan Bear shoulder surgery means Jet Wu is going to get a shot a lot earlier than we thought. That's my first Mm. one. I'll, I'll start it off there. Rick Tockett talked about... Yeah, this is a guy that's going to get some NHL games. Or, excuse me, Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson. said uh, this is going to be a guy who gets some NHL games. Didn't think he meant, yeah, right out of the gate. He's probably getting some NHL games. I think Jet Wu's right in that conversation. Can play the right side. I think he's right there. He, he's played with Hughes before. I'll tell you what, I watched him at the 2018 Summer Showcase no, but at Rogers Arena. $5 hot dogs that You night. don't throw Jet Wu in to play against the top competition right now. Not from that opening. No, no, no. Um, I didn't say he'd play with Quinn Hughes. I was joking oh. about that. Oh, geez, okay. He's getting he's getting an NHL spot. If you have no, if say Noel Jusen comes back, okay, he goes to your top pair. Say somehow they're able to move Myers and get some cap flexibility. Mm-hmm. 
you know, maybe they target a right defenseman. They still need a th- third line center. This roster has holes, right? Mm. Don't make me bring up the holes again, because I will. I'll start talking about all the holes. I know you like the holes, yeah. Yeah, I'll start talking holes on this podcast right now. Mm. But Jet Wu, Jet Wu's getting a shot, probably right from training camp. Go yours. <sighs> yeah, I think I don't even know the question, but I think uh, <laughs> it. I mean, Noah Juleson probably is. He's not the best option. The Canucks need to get back to Kyle Burroughs. That's just where I keep coming back to. Like, he's the best option to play 20 games to start the season. But it's horrible because you just you don't feel very confident about that. And the Canucks defense core is already not a lot of confidence in there when everybody's healthy. And now you're asking a guy who wasn't an everyday player, even for Rick Talking, you think Rick Talking would really like the way that Kyle Burroughs plays. But asking him to play with Quinn Hughes and be able to... Because let's think about the way that Quinn Hughes gets played at 5-1-5. He gets a lot of time with the Elias Pettersson line. The Elias Pettersson line goes up against a lot of other teams' best lines. So you're asking a guy to come play the right side alongside Quinn Hughes, which we've talked about this in the past. It's not the most difficult thing in the world to play with an extremely good defenseman. You just need to be able to control your game and fit well with Quinn Hughes to get there. And I think that's what I'm worried about is that Pushing one of these guys in here that won't be able to adjust to defending with Quinn Hughes as his partner is the worry. Playing with them is not a huge deal, but defending, you have to be a great defender to play with Quinn Hughes and have success. And my money would be on Kyle Burroughs more than it would Noah Juleson or Jet Wu or Cole McWard or Phil Johansson, somebody brought up as well. It's just so early to that that I wonder if the Canucks actually do go out and make a trade, free agency splash, whatever they can do. You mentioned the Myers money. If you can get off of that, yeah, they're they're going to have to have a good start to the season, and there's so much relying on that partner. And I just don't think, I don't think they're in a good spot right now. And it's wild because I I didn't really even think about Tyler Myers being that guy, but the more you say it, it is maybe their best bet. Is that Myers just has can understand what he needs to do simplify his game, and play with Quinn Hughes for the first 20 games of the year. I mean, that's that's kind of the ask you have, and that's, again, we're back to ifs, right? A lot of ifs for this Canucks team to make the playoffs next year, and it starts right now with what's going on with Ethan Bear because you're missing a massive piece there. And on a Quinn-Myers pairing, oh. like, Quinn Hughes is the best defender on that pairing, and ideally you want a guy who's really solid defensively to kind of anchor that Quinn Hughes pairing, not be an anchor. On the mm-hmm. Quinn Hughes pairing. So, leads my my next point here, and the rapid fire, which you take your time on. Uh, Ethan Bear's shoulder surgery means the Canucks might be more reluctant to move on from Tyler Myers. We've heard all this mm-hmm. talk about once that bonus, si- or bonus is paid, which it has been, it's officially been paid, folks, they could trade Tyler Myers right now. Once it's been paid, they're going to try to... Yeah, it's paid on the 15th. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, I think. Once that's paid, they're going to start to uh, explore moving him, and he's going to be more attractive for teams, especially teams trying to get to the cap floor. $1 million in real salary, cap hit still of, what's his cap hit, $6 million? $6 million. He's Six due million. a bonus on September 1st. That's what happened on June 15th. It's possible to pay him the signing bonus prior to that date. Yeah, I heard something July about, 1st. heard something about June 15th. Anyways. No, I think that's his agent knows what he's doing there. Anyways, uh, so... Canucks are probably going to be more reluctant to move Tyler Myers. Mm. Don't know if they should be. I think this Ethan Bear surgery means that they will be. Good comment reluctant. from Jeff in the YouTube. Uh, quads, I hope you are so wrong. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think we all do. Uh, Jay says Noah Hannafin, right shot, left-handed defenseman. Maybe keep an eye on that as well. Um, 
I want to transition this a little bit to Hughes' partner of the future. As well. Wait, wait. So our list is three? Our rapid-fire list is three of what Bears' shoulder injury means? Yeah. I don't. Th- I think the Canucks know what they're going to do here. Do, okay. Well, final question. Yep. Do they qualify him? you got to walk me through the LTIR thing again here. If they qualify him, he's eligible for LTIR. If they don't qualify him, he is. I don't even know. Like there's something going on. It, there's there, there's a bunch going on with it. And, and, and Listen, the thing gonna, is, they're going to sign him to a one year deal. There's not going to be any. I don't know. The thing is, is if they put him on LTIR, and this keeps getting pointed out to me, if they put him on LTIR, they need the cap flexibility by December, and you still need to be mm-hmm. cap compliant. You can't just plan. Yeah, this is how we're going to do this. You, you you need to be cap compliant first, right? Like yeah. you can't. You can't go into it. Being... But that's only a million dollars of space, right? Because whoever you bury in the AHL at that point mm-hmm. is making a million. Bears probably not making more than two. There's smarter people you can than find us on this. Yeah, you can find the money there. Um, all right, I I, I don't think he gets qualified. I, I okay. think they come to an agreement similar to how they did with Brock Besser. I think something gets done. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, they'll figure it out. I don't care if they qualify him or not. There's a lot of talk about this qualifying stuff. The poll question. I don't care. They can also figure it out. It's not a big deal, I don't think. Even in the offseason, another going, I'd rather talk prospects in the draft. The I whole, don't care if they I, qualify. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't Makes care. It sounds like take. a. Uh, actually, I'll take the high road on this one. Watch it. Uh, Hughes' partner. Okay. I get this in the comments all the time when I'm writing about defensemen. These right shot guys. I've heard people say that drafting Quinn Hughes' partner in this draft is too late. Because by the time that the player they draft gets to the NHL, Hughes is going to be 26, 27, 28. Oh I've, I've seen this comment all the time. I get it from from Twitter comments and replies in the Canucks Army section. I th- How do you not? How do you not think that you should start trying to get Quinn Hughes' partner right now? Because the player, if you draft a player right now, he can be there in two seasons. It's not five years to develop a guy anymore, man. I don't know what's going on with the thought of pe- people are living in the eighties or the you know the nineties. We've been living in the oh, you they have to trade picks because they need this player now. No, like Jonathan Myrenberg is going to be making his NHL debut, and the Canucks are still going to be saying, "Well, we we have to take another shortcut because we still haven't made the playoffs, and we need to make sure that we get there. So we don't need draft picks, we don't need prospects, yeah, because we need to make the playoffs, and he's not going to be ready to help us for another five years. No. Get over yourselves. No, it's ridiculous to me. And, and here's here's a, I'll bring this up, okay. Jonathan Meyerberg, by the way, going to the SHL again next year. He's going to look real good uh, at Link Open. For Boston. Loved that defenseman. Um... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You can do it within two seasons because here's my question. Would you take... If you, okay, then this is great because of the Ethan Bear situation. If I told you you could have Helga Granz as Quinn Hughes' partner next year, what would you say? Who's Helga Granz? Come on. The right shot. I know, I'm just joking. I'm saying that's what I would say to you. Big right shot defenseman. Played, he has two more years on his entry-level contract quads. He's 21 years old. He was selected in the second round, so outside of the first round of the 2020 draft. Exactly. He's played two full seasons in the AHL. He's got 120 games in the AHL, plus a World Juniors. All I'm hearing is that the Canucks are going to trade for Helga Grants. That's this, the solution. Well, no, because he was just traded, right? That's the thing. Helga Kranz was just in a trade. I just This is the player that I bring up as an example because he was drafted outside the first round. He took two years of developing the AHL. He's NHL ready now. He's coming to play in the NHL next year, and I would take him in a heartbeat to play with Quinn Hughes, especially right now with what's going on with Ethan Bear. You can find these type of defensemen in the draft. Outside of the first round, Oliver Bonk's going to go out of the first round. He's an OHL or 6-1. Bo Aki. Bonk. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Maxim Sturbeck, 6-2 out of the USHL. A couple years of development. These guys are coming and playing pro. Okay. Hoyt Stanley, BCHL. You want a local kid? Hoyt Stanley, 6-2 right shot defenseman. These guys are so valuable, and the Canucks don't have a second-round pick to be able to draft one of these high-quality right shot defensemen. And that's just such a miss for me. Like, And that's... You you got to trade down, right? Like like uh, the, the more, more we hear about the names, I know. the Nate Danielsons, the Tom Willander, the more we hear about these names, yeah. the more I'm like they got to trade down and get one of these guys. They will be able to get one. They like like one of Nate Danielson. Well, actually, Stephen Ellis, our colleague over at Daily Faceoff, yeah. had Nate Danielson going tenth to the St. Louis Blues. His stock must be rising uh, as the draft kind of approaches. I talked here. about it with Harm. I think he's a smokescreen player. I think he's mm. what scouts are telling people that they like. Hmm, interesting. I think it's a smokescreen player. But regardless, you, you're going to get a guy you like at 19th if you trade down with Chicago, sure. or as you wrote very eloquently over at Canucks Army with the Nashville Predators. Yeah. The Barry Trotz run Nashville Predators. Yeah, and I tell you what, they got the 15th pick. They got four picks in the top 50. They they have enough to move around some things and make it happen for, you know, move up to the Canucks spot, and I think they'll, they'll like it, especially if the right player drops at that point and you have an option there. Because... I wrote well. I want to bring up because I wrote. A, I did a graphic here because I want to do this exercise a little bit. We'll touch on the this sort of tra- everything's kind of just flowing into each other on today's episode. Who like who do we really like at eleven for the Canucks, and who do we love at eleven? I think is more of the question. Like I, I did a little thing where I just selected the first ten picks, right? And I just I sort of looked at team needs, sort of looked at just best player available, uh, and we can get this graphic up there, please, uh, Aaron. Thank you there. Uh, the way it went for me, and I'll just read it out. Connor Bedard goes first overall, obviously, uh, followed by Fantilli. Whoa, 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 whoa. Elliot Friedman, there is word this afternoon that Vancouver will buy out Oliver Ekman Larson. He will become an unrestricted free agent. No, That from getting, Elliot Friedman. You're getting duped. Uh, that is 100% real, and we are going to... You're going to host the show alone because I need to get that for Canucks Army. 
No way. Yeah, I'm not joking. Keep it going. I gotta ho- I gotta get this for Canucks Army. This is breaking news, folks. Uh, Elliot Friedman reporting. Uh, Holy cow, this is real. Yeah. Okay, I'm putting my mic down. Have a good show, everybody in the chat. Thank you for listening. Go okay, ahead, Chris. Okay, so we know what the Canucks are gonna do now for um for making some money. Holy cow, the Canucks are gonna buy out Oliver Ekman Larson. Chat, what do you think? This is wild. <laughs> That's okay. Let's do the bio calculator. Let's get this thing all going here. Um, this is this is crazy that this is happening live. We tell you what, we have a good timing here. One o'clock, things start to drop uh, with Oliver Ekman Larson being bought out. This is going to hurt the Canucks for a long time. We've talked a lot about the what happens here if Oliver Ekman Larson is actually bought out, and I just want to get the right numbers up here uh, right now so that we can double check on this, but. Buying him out on the 15th, this is going to cost the Canucks only $146,000 on the cap next year. Following year, it's going to be $2.3 million. The next two years after that, we're looking at $4.7 million on your cap hit. And then the four years following that, $2.1 million. Total cost for the Vancouver Canucks is going to be $20 million over the next eight years hitting their cap. How many, how many years does he have remaining? He has four years remaining on his contract. That's why it's an eight-year buyout. Wow. So it's going to hurt them for eight years in the cap. We also don't know what the cap's going to look like eight years from now. This is obviously going to hurt the team down the road. It is also going to make them much better and open up a lot more cap space because you're taking off that $7.26 million. Holy cow. This is a massive drop during the show, which is always good. Uh, as quad zoomed right in on your forehead there. So this really makes a change to what they can do on the back end, right? This opens up a lot of money for what they can do on the right side, on the left side. It also opens up the door for who is going to now play on the left side in the top four. You can really talk about Jack Rathbone, Christian Wolanin, heck, Akito Hirose is going to get more of an opportunity. But now I'm curious to see what are they cooking? What are they cooking with right now for the defense changes that they're going to end up making? Because Oliver ekman Larson was... All the talk that we heard anyways really made it sound like they were hoping for a bounce back year. Like it really made it sound like the general manager, the coach, everybody who was talking about OEL wanted this big year to come back. And there was some blame about looking back to last season thinking, oh, he came in with a broken foot from the world championships. And that was something that really hurt him during the season. And I'm sure it affected him quite a bit, but we really saw times last year where even later into the year before the injury, like he... He was absolutely a bio candidate. I didn't think this was actually going to happen. I'm very shocked to see this Elliot Friedman tweet. Uh, But, and I'll just read it word for word. This is from Elliot Friedman at exactly 1 o'clock. There is word this afternoon that Vancouver will buy out Oliver Ekman Larson. He will be an unrestricted free agent. I just didn't think this would ever actually happen. I really didn't think this was actually going to happen. I just wanted to talk about the draft, goddamn. But... This makes a massive difference, and it also puts me in the thought of, okay, the Canucks are no longer even close to being in a rebuild stage. I wouldn't even call this a, a retool now. You're you're at the point where you're going all in. This move signifies going all in for next season. This is also a very risky move from management. You watch the way that management's made their moves over the last little bit here. Think about the last few big moves they've made. The Canucks? It, the Bo Horvat. Let me fin- yeah, just finish. Yeah, sorry, sorry. The Bo Horvat trade signified rebuilding. 
with the return that they got. They pretty much immediately flipped that, pushing in to be competitive for next season by getting Philip Hronik, who is on a lower contract for next year. He needs, a, he needs a big extension after that. Now they buy out Oliver ekman Larson. They're saving over $7 million in cap space for next season. This team needs to make the playoffs next year because they've already put all their chips in. They have no more chips to play. You can trade Tyler Myers, hopefully, to, to, to earn a little bit more cap space potentially, but really, they've... I can't believe they're buying out Oliver ekman Larson. I really didn't think this was going to happen. The Canucks are paying him $20.5 million to F off, basically. And you say it's risky for management. They got ownership's approval on this. No, but here's why. You better, listen, you better be right about this. You better make the playoffs. You better use this cap space and not, if they get this cap space, Chris, and they go target a player who ends up being the next Louis Erickson or flops, Right? Like, if they flop next year and the year after that and their big free agent acquisition or trade, whatever it is that they use this cap space for, if that is part of the reason that this team doesn't make the playoffs, you can kiss this management regime goodbye. If they miss the playoffs next year, because I've talked about this, but, I'd say they'd be in the hot seat. They're more than in the hot seat if they miss the playoffs. If they miss the playoffs, year. but it's out of their control. Like, a, you know, knock on wood. What do you mean? A, a, a key player, no names. A key player gets hurt. They get, you know, it good. Look, good teams with good depth don't have injury problems like that. But let's be honest. This team, if they lose a goaltender, if they lose a first line center, what does this team look like without those two players? If they lose their first pairing defenseman, knock on wood. Like, is, is ownership the, really going to be able to look at it and say, oh, I thought we could have made it? How much do you think the cap's going up next year? Next year? Like one, one no, million? No, the year after, I mean. It's supposed to be a dramatic increase, but I'll believe it when I see it because I don't trust Gary Bettman. I'm done again. Because here's the year after that. So next year, listen, you're you're gaining a lot of cap space for next year, right? It's $7 million plus you're gaining with this buyout. But the year after that, that is getting a $2 million raise in what you're having to pay. The, year, the two years after that, another $2 million raise. So... On top of that, Elias Pettersson's about to get a big raise. Philip Peronik's about to get a big raise. So all this rising cap that is supposed to help the Vancouver Canucks for a long time is now just going to be a standard thing where all the rest of the teams in the league that are in better cap situations than the Vancouver Canucks, and I think the Minnesota Wild, because of their buyout situation, are probably in a similar spot now to the Vancouver Canucks, but they're all gaining a lot of space when it just feels like Vancouver is just covering their space right now. So they have to be competitive. With that being said... They have to be a playoff team next year. Otherwise, yeah, like management, they've, they've made all of their bets now at this point. They don't have anything more to bet. They have this team that they're rolling into next season. They're going to be able to make a little bit of an upgrade now. They are going to be able to play, you know, find a guy who could potentially play with Quinn Hughes now. They're going to be able to go get Luke Shen for 1.5 for the next three years now. Like they're going to be able to do all these things for sure. But we're not. We're at the point right now where, like, unless there's a literally, like, unless there's a JT Miller trade before July first, there's not going to be any major changes now to the Vancouver Canucks' roster in my eyes. I'm going to jump into the chat a little bit here just to to see what people are saying. Uh, Karan says, "Is quads riding at Mark speed right now?" Uh, Max speed, sorry. Uh, TW said, "Benning won the trade in all caps." Uh, Jeff Gordon says, "I actually like this a lot." 
The elder says, as long as OEL is good defensively, who cares about his offense? Uh, Karan says, Faber, could you repeat? I think I did all already. Uh, Ratchta says, uh, that's unexpected, but also expected at the same time. That's a, that's a good comment there as well. Uh, and Lisa says, money available now for PD. Yeah, I think that's, that's the thing, because that $4 million three years from now and four years from now, you really are banking now on the cap rising significantly over the next four years. Like every year for the next four years, you need it to go up. And you need it to go up significantly because buyouts can really hurt you in the long term. And I'm not even necessarily, like I think by the 2027-28 season, the cap and the $2 million hit, I don't think that's going to be the worst. It's going to be annoying that you're going to have that there, but I'm going to hope that it's more similar to like how Jake Vertanen's bio was affecting the cap space this past season, right? Like it didn't really make a huge difference. And I think that might be the situation more with OEL five years from now when we're talking about him just eating up $2.1 million. And that's not great for your team, of course, because you're making... And that's what I look at this buyout situation. They are hurting themselves five years from now to be better next year. And if I were to tell the general manager they could do that, I feel like 90% of general managers in, in the NHL would probably take that, right? Like, they would take that because they don't know if they're going to be here in five years, honestly. Like, if we're being honest about it, five years from now, I don't know if Patrick Alvin's going to still be the general manager. I don't think Jim Rutherford will still be the president in five years from now. Like, I, it's a big deal, and we've talked about it enough in the offseason, but for it to actually happen, I am still very surprised. Don't get me wrong, this makes them better for next year. I can see both avenues here of this being a positive and this being a negative. And I think that's the way that we have to look at it. This isn't a home run either way. This isn't the worst thing possible for this team. This also isn't the best thing possible for this team. As per next season, this is probably the best possible thing for the team to be competitive next year. As much as you know, OEL is professional and you hope that he worked out. It's not working out in Vancouver. It's not working well so far. He didn't play good last year. He didn't play like an NHL player last season. So they've now added all this cap space for next year by buying him out. And they're going to be able to use it, hopefully correctly here, over the next little bit. This is probably going to help them find a 3C. It's probably going to help them find somebody who can maybe kind of assist in your top four, not necessarily be a lock that can contribute on an every night basis but it's going to be a guy that can at least help the top four. It's just a, it's a huge swing, right? And it's, you know, Trevor Linden was on um, Halford and Bruff. Was it earlier this week, Quads? Do you remember? Was it earlier this week? And he said, he said something that was really interesting. He didn't really get into a lot of his time with the Vancouver Canucks, but I think he said something about just having like a longer term view of the team. And he was proud of that, that he kept that the whole time. This is the opposite of that. Right, like this is the opposite of that. They're getting better right now. I think it's really going to depend how bad this can affect the Canucks cap long term. Because I, I, I really don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I want that to be very clear. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. It's massive news for sure. And it's probably a little bit more towards the negative side because buyouts are going to hurt teams for the long term. But at the same time, you really are getting a lot better player for your roster with the $7 million of space that you can use for next year instead of Oliver ekman Larson, So, yes, this helps the Canucks towards a playoff spot next season. It doesn't help them towards a playoff spot two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, six years from now, seven years from now, and eight years from now. It doesn't help you in any of those. 
But it was going to be a lot to eat up Oliver Ekman Larson's seven plus million dollars for the next four years. So I understand how this can be a bad thing. I also look at it, like I said, you're really getting a much more positive thing for next season if you're banking on the cap significantly rising over the next four years. This could be an okay thing for the Canucks. It could be a very good thing for the Canucks. You could be looking at a better player. It's just... They they must... The way they talked about it, they were confident, or at least hopeful, that you were going to see a much better Oliver ekman Larson next season. That was that was obviously not true, right? The way they talked about things, this was not true. They Obviously, if you're buying out the player, you're not really anticipating him to have a bounce back anymore. That was just a smokescreen for us. So you have to understand that, yes, when management and presence and they come out and talk about things, sometimes they don't fully tell the truth all the time. And that's kind of what I think we see here with, as Canadian Clay says, no E-L. Yes. And if you're just tuning in now, Oliver Ekman Larson, this is reported by Elliot Friedman. I just want to make sure I get the right wording on it as well from Elliot Friedman. There is word this afternoon that Vancouver will buy out Oliver Ekman Larson. He will be an unrestricted free agent. Who signs Oliver Ekman Larson in free agency? Well, Canucks need a top four defense. <laughs> <laughs> that would crack me up. If they buy like, him out, <laughs> we're going to pay you $20.5 million to frig off. Yep. But <laughs> we, we we could you He's not, though. Like, like, like how many times last year, and people are going to come at me with, oh, you had a broken foot, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. How many times last year did we say, you know what? He's being outplayed by Akito Hirose. He's being outplayed by Christian Willannon. I'm joking when I say I think the Canucks are going to reunite with him. I don't think he's an NHL defenseman. I think it's it's gone that far off for him. How much money do you think? Because Oliver ekman Larts doesn't clear up $7 million plus cap space, right? Someone check on Patrick. What's his name? The guy who loves all the Swedish guys. Oh, that guy's an idiot. But uh, <laughs> um, where do you think most of this money goes? Does it go to a defenseman or do they target a 3C with this money now? Because now they both. Can spend, you can do both. No, but what I'm saying is most of the money. You Ryan O'Reilly? You can spend $5 million now on one player. Everybody, right? everybody gave Nikhil. Velji over at Canucks Army. Everybody gave him shit because he uh, wrote something. Sorry. Kids in the car. Wrote something about Ryan O'Reilly being someone that Canucks targeted. Like, with what? Cap space. And he said, well, they need to create cap space. Boom. Nikhil's right. Ryan O'Reilly to Vancouver. Heard it here first. What's the best move that can go with this move now? What's the next move that makes sense? Is it now you ha- now trading Tyler Myers? Because really, what we've what have we been saying about the Canucks for a long time here? We've been wanting to see the Vancouver Canucks change their defense core, make significant moves to their defense core, change what the defense is. The next move to me that makes the most sense going down this road now would be trading Tyler Myers. Yes. So really making changes to your, and then take that $6 million of space, do something else with it. So what with, are they, oh, I'm scared, man. With that scared. in mind, let, let's let's remember what we have heard from Jim Rutherford in the past when he speaks. And I'm not. I, I was about to do an impression, but I'm not going to do a Jim Rutherford impression. But he always says, "Well, we were hoping the cap. I did a little impression. The cap would uh, go up. We were hoping that the defense would be restructured by now." And he said, "It's going to take a little bit longer than we had originally hoped." That was one of the final things Jim Rutherford ever said was it's going to take a little longer than we had hoped, cited bad contracts, uh, cited just various things. 
If you were able to move on from Tyler Myers, there's your clean slate. Hmm. There's your clean slate to restructure the defense how you like. We If we give any credit to this management, which we do, we're fair to them, we say that we like their pro scouting. That for the most part, the targets that they have had have all hit. And that all of the players that they have zeroed in on in pro scouting, which was abysmal under Jim Benning, the players they have target, targeted have, for the most part, been solid hits. Yeah, good point. Ilya Mikheyev, playing on one leg, was the fastest guy on this team mm-hmm. this past season. I really want to swear for some reason. I have an urge, but I'll, I'll avoid it. Keep it. Uh, keep it bottled in. Save it for the batter's box. We've got more listeners, so plug the batter's box uh, podcast. Go check it out if you like baseball. But this is your chance, if you're the Canucks, to finally restructure your defense the way you see fit. It is. This is your chance. Go do it. And hell, I'm excited because, folks, look, we were just having this conversation about how, you know, there's not much to write about, not much to talk about. See you over the next four months talking about, okay, Canucks have all this cap space now. Here's what they could do with it. Oh, baby, content machine is about to get fired back up. I'm excited. Well, they needed to create cap space, and this does it, right? Let's talk about it from, because like I said, I, you can see the positive and negatives from both sides. This isn't, to me, one move. This isn't a move where you look and you say, no, but it's not this way. You know, this is this is all good. This is all bad. It's it's in between. There, there are pros and cons to buying out Oliver Ekman Larson. It's clear that he wasn't going to be a defenseman who could contribute in your top four. It's absolutely clear that he wasn't going to be worth his salary cap hit of $7 million. I, this is unbelievable. It really is. I love that that happened right on to, during the show here. And then, but I... I Think with Oliver Ekman Larson being bought out, and if you're just catching the news now, Elliot Friedman reporting he will become a free agent, will be bought out by the Canucks. We talked about this potentially happening. And now that it's happened, I think you have to start to think, okay, but what connects next for restructuring this defense core? Do you still want to talk about Tom Willander? I had a bunch of good stuff. I know you did. I built that great graphic. I <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to pivot and talk about Tom Willander. Yeah. No, go, go on with your point. Sorry. No, well, I'm just now looking at the money, right? Yes. I'm really starting to look at the money, and I'm thinking, okay, Terry's got a good point. Paying him until 2023. Terry, good to see you in the chat, too. I saw Terry in uh, Campbell River. Love it. So many people in the chat. This is the most listeners we've had all offseason. This is the OEL effect, baby. Mm, not quite. Draft lottery was a pretty good one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right. I, I'm still super excited. But Content for the next, know. like, Give us your thoughts in the chat. Two weeks beyond. I'm so excited, folks. I don't have to sit there and think, what can I milk today? Like, what can we do at Canucks Army? What can we get up? I'll tell you what we can do. Canucks have, how much cap space do they have? Well, Figure that out. The set. They got six million right now. Okay, they got six million to play with. But then you're, you know, then you have, you have to do all these other numbers. Listen, Tucker Pullman on LTI, Tanner Pierce on LTI. Yeah. There's a lot of changes going to come there for sure, too. So I oh, think we got so much to I do. I mean, you're I'm starting so to look now at the situation that they're at. 10 million ish, right? I'm ballparking here. Someone could correct me if they are actually doing the research yeah. on here. I did my own research. About 10 million now after this bio with LTI happening, right? That's the situation that you're at, I think. AJB just pointed this out. And hey, I think AJB's bang on. His contract was the worst in the NHL. For value. Good point. Great comment there from AJB. And I think that's where you look at okay, let's let's look at the the bad money years on this spy out, right? Mm-hmm. It's year three and four where you're making four and a half million dollars, you're paying a guy not to play. 
was he going to be getting healthy scratched in year three and four anyways? Right? Like, he was getting he was getting scratched this year, it felt like, at times, right? Was we all healthy scratched this year? Yes. Yeah. So by year three and four... Under Boudreaux. ...of him just getting older, we're talking healthy scratches for sure. So in the end, like... I mean, overall... Do you look at this as a positive or negative overall? Like I said, there's, there's positive both ways. I just told you we're going to have content close. for the next two months. I know, but as the team being competitive yes. for the yes. future. Yes, yes, and yes. Yes, if this team is... And, and they, look, they've already made their bed. They are competing next year, Chris. I this know is what they're going to do. This ownership is showing a commitment now to... Look, you can say, oh, it's unacceptable that we haven't made the playoffs, all this stuff. They can say unacceptable. They can do all the all they want. But actually putting your money where your mouth is, $20.5 million, Chris, to tell a guy to go away. Are you kidding me? Like, it's a good thing. It, unequivocally, it's a good thing. I would rather pay $4 million for OEL not to be on that blue line in two years or one year. When, when is it for? Two, two years. For two seasons, okay? If the cap doesn't go up by then... Gary Bettman's head is going to be on a stake because, holy cow, he's been promising this cap increase. The escrow's getting paid this year. Sorry for yelling, by the way, folks. Uh, Escrow's finished getting paid. The cap is going to go up. Marty Walsh, the new NHLPA director, is not going to allow it not to go up again. Look. Not happening here. Not happening over here. (laughs) It's true. No. (laughs) I can't. Cap's now, going up. I gotta bust out a Marty Walsh impression now. But here's the thing: all the other teams are getting all the other teams that won't have buyouts are getting a significant boost compared to the Canucks. Go find your khakis. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Uh, here, that's what I'm saying here, though. The teams that aren't using buyouts are just getting this money, right? They're getting this money every time. The Canucks are now almost like the 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 way you can put it here is it, I think this sort of makes sense for the simple-minded folk like myself. This cap increase, right, that is going to come two, three years down the road and, and continued on from there. The Canucks are almost being taxed because of this buyout money. They're being taxed on this cap rise that you're going to see, and all the other teams are going to be able to take advantage of it. The Canucks will be taxed on every single time the cap goes up because of this OEL situation. And hey, if it's four million dollars. In let's say like the let's say the twenty twenty six twenty seven season, Bettman's like yeah well we're, we're gonna have a four million dollar cap raise four and a half million dollars that that sounds good that sounds good for everyone but the Canucks won't be seeing it because they're gonna be paying four point seven million dollars on this cap hit in the twenty twenty six twenty seven season so as all the other teams gain an advantage, the Canucks take a step back and then you go into year <laughs> I saw somebody in the comment I forget who it was a little while ago. They're going to be paying for this until 2030. Who cares? Is it your money? No. No. Who cares? But, no, but it's the money that they have for Whatever. cap space, too. Whatever. That, that is so insignificant. They Look, the mistake really? was so made. So 10 years from no, 8 years from now, how much is the cap going to be up Get from in your world? Over $10 million. Okay, so 20% of that's being taken away. 25% of that's being taken away. What are you talking about? Because you're having to pay this buyout eight years from now. Okay, if you look at it as a lump sum, right. sure. I'm looking at it year by year. His oh, you think it's of... going to go up $10 million in one year? No, you just said in 10 years. Okay, so $10 million total over eight years. I, 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 I'm, I'm all over this. How much do you think the cap will go up in 2030 from today? 
from today. Like what? what? So it's okay, $81 okay. million. Dollars. At, again, we're at talking least, $100 million dollars least, plus probably by then? Yeah. Has to be, right? Yeah. Has to be over at $100 At least million. 20 at that point. So you're being taxed 10% of that that year because of the OEL buyout. Are you not following here? Is the final? What's the final year cap hit? 2030, 2031. And it's going to be $2.5 million-ish. One, two, three, four, five, 2.1. 2.12. Yeah, what, where are you getting this 20% from? What are you talking about? Because if we're talking about the money going up. I'm like, not understanding what you're okay, saying. This, I'll simplify it for you. Every single year the cap goes up, you're not getting all of it anymore. Because you're having to pay this cap hit. This, this buyout payment that you have to pay every year. Okay. So you're not getting the same as every other team in the NHL anymore. Who cares? You should. You want the cap space. The point of the cap space. And as the cap space is going to go up, it's going to change everything. It's going to change how roster construction goes. It's going to change how you sign guys on free agency. And the Canucks aren't going to be able to take advantage of the whole thing. That's fantastic, Chris. The mistake was made the day they got Oliver Ekman Larson. This is the best case scenario with the cards that you've been dealt. Now, they did it to themselves, but it was the past manager regime. And yes, this owner signed off on it. But this owner, give him all the credit in the world, he's admitting to his mistake. Like, hey, it, it, Jim Rutherford from Petrogolvine probably went to ownership and said, hey, you know what? We really want to improve the team. Hmm. We're in a really, really tough position. Yep. We don't think Oliver ekman Larson is ever going to be worth his cap hit ever again. It's fair. No matter even if he has this bounce back that people love to say is, oh, it's going to be great. He's going he's gonna to start playing like a bottom four defenseman again. He's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. No. He's never, ever going to live up to that cap hit. He was never going to. Yeah. So now. Three, four years, it's still going to be worse. Now they can go and and make this team better for next year. You know what else they can do, Chris? They can go to Elias Pettersson and say, hey, we can commit this dollar value to you today because we know we're going to have it. We can start contract negotiations with Elias Pettersson now. That's probably part of what this management regime said to ownership when they got this signed off. My parking runs out in three minutes. We got to get going here. All right. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's not the patience, I guess, that you would like to see from an organization, but at least you What you're do you right. mean patience, Chris? It's they, just they, one thing you want to see from the for, organization. They traded for Philip Peronic. It's over. Yeah, you're right. That's what thing. So maybe my idea of this team having some sort of patience to do a little bit and to be able to like, take a step back, it's no. just never going to happen. Go all in. Go get at Ryan yeah. O'Reilly. So, you know what? Fine. Like we're on, you know, it's like Botch said, we're on team playoffs now, right? We're on like, team chaos. We are on team yeah, chaos. That's a good point. We're here to watch it all unfold and scream about getting Ryan O'Reilly. That's way more fun than yeah, you know. Right. Let's have some patience. Let's take another step back. Let's see what we can do. No, give me Ryan O'Reilly. Is that a busy? You imitating me? Better no, not that's not my, that's that's not not my I got a good impression of you. You've heard it before too. No, I don't. I've had like five impressions on this show no, today. I don't worry about it. A lot of fun. This is the most fun. Uh, air, air, yeah, we're getting the signal. We got to run. Yeah, we got to run. Says don't fight. This was a fun one. We'll be back. I, hey, buddy. Uh, Monday. I say we're yeah, back. We'll Monday. be back Monday. Yeah, Monday. We're back. We might even bust out more than. I two can't shows believe next the Canucks. Week. I cannot believe they're buying out Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah. unreal. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, we'll uh, close it out there for my co-host Chris Faber, our technical producer, technical it out. producer Aaron Bordado. Aaron Bordado. Uh, Aaron, Play some Aaron's Green Day. On, uh, he's choking on pierogies over there. Get <laughs> Play, us out. out. Play us some out. Green Day. Aaron. Play some Green Day to close us out here. Uh, Aaron Brown, our technical producer. My name is Dave Fajoli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. 
Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.